like a silver rugby ball. It fought and fought and fought and fought. A friend of mine, Matt Campbell, Matt went to net the fish and the fish ran through his legs and he had to try and get over the line. It was just chaos for 20 minutes. It was just incredible, incredible, incredible fish. Hello and welcome to the Ireland on the Fly podcast about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland. We hear plenty of stories of sea trout on the west coast of Ireland, but what about sea trout in the salt on the east coast, where the fish are bigger and if recent catches are anything to go by, fish numbers are improving as well. Mick McShane is a well-known fly angler from Dundalk who will throw a fly at pretty much anything that swims, but he has a special grow for the sea trout around Carlingford Lock. And he joins us on this week's episode to explain the rise in popularity of fly fishing for sea trout in the salt, inspired in no small part by the Danes. But first, Tom, have you ever been tempted? There's plenty of sea trout, obviously, as I said there in Connemara, but you don't really hear much about it on the salt. Have you ever been tempted to head to the coast? Answer to your question, no. simple as yes. <laughs> or yes. No, no, I have been te- No, yeah, I have. But like, it's like anything else, it's getting the time. Uh, I was really looking forward to chat to Mick about this because... Um, uh, this is this is the thing that fascinates me. I think, and, and, and Mick touches on it there. I think what you've got to do, um, you you've got to do, spend a lot of time finding them yourself. You know, scouting them, uh, yeah, scouting them and everything. And unfortunately, with me during the time of the year that I'd have to be doing that, uh, I'm kind of busy on the lake. It's one of the drawbacks of what I do. You know, I don't get to fish a lot of other places. Um, you know, I'm not giving out. What I do, I really enjoy, as I've said before, but it really messes a lot of other opportunities for me. But um, I, I just talked to Mick there, and he mentioned it to you because uh, you you have sister up um up along that coast that you might be visiting more now. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. up near Drogheda. Yeah, and like what you know, what did he say? He says walk, go for a walk. Yeah, yeah, suss it out and in terms of where the marks are, like um. But I I think it's really interesting because with sea trout. You have obviously the river fishing, which is done up there. It's the nighttime. Connemara, it's a difference. You know, you have the the, the lakes really, you know, for that. Um, mm. But the salt is something that's really interesting. And as Mick talks about, it's, it's kind of partly inspired by the Danes. The Danes are mad into it. Uh, it's whole, nearly a whole industry in itself, like in terms of, you know, tourism and marketing and bringing anglers in. Whereas there seems to be, talking to Mick, there seems to be very good sea trout fishing on the East Coast, but... Sh- don't say too loud, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, don't mention the unmentionable. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And like you're right there. I mean, you can't have picked up any of the angling magazines over the last ten or fifteen years, and not have come across an article about sea trout fishing in salt water in Denmark. Like uh, Mick mentioned, there, Fuman, uh, well known. Um, other islands dotted around the place. And as you say, it's like, it's, it's, it's an industry mm. and definitely, um, you know, a lot of people get drawn to it. Uh, naturally, as, as you would like any article with uh, pictures of uh, beaming anglers with, you know, silver, silver trout, cradling silver trout. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's definitely something there. There's definitely something there. And, you know, there's probably a lot of other, you know, we just talked to Mick about the Dundalk area. You know, you look, and we were chatting about this just before we came on, because you're asking me, and like, it opens up a whole other thing about the West Coast. Like, the West Coast is the structure of the West Coast, the topography is completely mm. different. The East Coast, you know, and all you have to do is look at a map of Ireland for that. Um, Mick is talking there about bays, and he talks about points and things like that, and, and how to play on the ebb of the tide and everything. And there's a lot of estuaries, and I, 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 he talks about flats. This is where the, I, I found the whole thing fascinating, and. 
not to say that they're not on the west coast as well of course they are but we've a lot more rocky promontories there's a lot more rocky shoreline by the very nature of getting us hammered mm. by the the atlantic for you know more than a couple of years so um but that's not to say that they're not there and it's great to listen to that and has sowed little kernel in my mind that you know god it, you, you know just during the time because it's very interesting he said he said you'll see them yes i thought that was great you know he says you know what did he say it was a 20 minutes, half an hour, he said. And if he hasn't seen them by then, move Colour on. moves on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know. That's a very visual aspect to it. Um, mm. It is. And it, it, look, there's something about the sea trail, isn't it? That the, yeah, the ghosts, it really like, is. you know, okay, obviously there's the, the rivers and the lakes in terms of, but there's something even more, I don't know, intangible about them in the estuaries, isn't there? And actually, and big shout out to um, Ken Whelan, Chris Cooley's book, Nomads of the Tides. Mm, well worth yeah. uh, reading for anybody interested in sea trout fishing around um, the, the the coastline of Ireland because they go through all the different areas uh, where there's decent fishing in terms of estuaries and river mouths and all that. So and it's, it's a very, very good read. Big tomb of a book, but uh, well worth checking out. Nomads of the Tides. Yeah, well worth checking out. But um, back to the sea trout when we were talking there about them and, their, and the grow that we have for them. I was thinking after his chat there, I said, you know, he talks, you know, that within uh, in the Dundalk area, they've caught fish that were from the Welsh rivers, yeah. the Teffy and the Towie, and that, you know, they don't necessarily go to the river that they're from. And I was just thinking after, you know, sea trout, they're the Bohemians. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the one. That, the salmon you know, the are salmon, very you know, set in stone. Yeah. Up nine to five, <laughs> got a job, got to go back there. But, you know, there's, you know, the, the sea trout has a wanderlust. You know? if, 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 a, if fly fishing guides were a fish... They'd be a sea trout. <laughs> Tom, if you were a fish, you'd be a sea trout. Despite your love of brown trout, you'd be a sea trout. <laughs> well, sea trout is a brown trout is a sea trout. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas <laughs> I'd be more... See, actually, now it's starting to make sense because I'm very regimented. I'm very, you know... Oh, that's and I'm into salmon. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe there is something in that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your star sign, you know? So what kind of... What fish are you? <laughs> I'm a sea trout. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, yeah, yeah, there is something in that. But they are. There is. There is something though, isn't there? Like um, when you think of mullet or you think of bass, you know, they are the salt. You know, they are saltwater Mm. fish, and you know, it's very. Whereas, you know, um, and as we covered as well as like sea trout are covered by the game fishing season. You need a salmon and sea Mm. trout license. You know, if you're fishing for them in the estuaries, in the river mouth, anywhere there, you know, that's another thing to be careful of. So they are in that bracket that even though you're in the salt, they're still coming up the rivers and the lakes, and they're still. There is something about it. I've never caught one in the in the salt water. And actually, now there you go. Can I? There, bucket list. There you go. It. <laughs> it's in it now. Actually, shout out! Does, if anybody has heard of people doing it around the west coast, mm. you've never heard of, have you? Well, I haven't. But it's a bit like once there's a lad I know who does uh, lobster pots. Yeah, well known lad, and he's telling me, you know what he said, and he does all around the coast of Connemara. And I'm keeping. The, listen to me now. I'm keeping this broad. Those are all around the coast of Connemara. And I, he said to me, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a lot more bass lately, he said to me. And I looked to him and I genuinely said it. I well, didn't even think. I said, oh, God, where? And he looked at me. And he just laughed. <laughs> I'm not saying. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like you said, it's the old shh. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. Uh, but the, the other thing of that is, though, secrets never last too long, though, in fishing. Mm. True, yeah. true. Word gets so, out eventually. Word gets out, particularly yeah. with social media. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, look, it's a fascinating episode, um, and it's definitely kind of 
piqued my interest, whether my appetite, uh, you know, it just shows it. We, you mightn't be hearing about it, but there's a lot more fishing going on <laughs> and fish being caught. You know, and there's potential there that might be more uh, public knowledge. But look, let's get back to this week's guest and Mick McShane. And he explained how he got into fly fishing for sea trout on the East Coast. I stumbled on it by accident um, while bass fishing. And, and I had started to notice that the bass were becoming fewer and fewer, but I was seeing these great lumps of sea trout jumping and leaping and, you know, and I couldn't make a damn of them. But then I, I realized that probably what I was using, you know, one O's and two O flies were, were far too big for sea trout. So I just did started doing a bit of research, reading those articles in Trout Salmon magazine at the time and about the, the, the prevalence of it in, in Denmark and Scandinavia that, that they primarily fish for sea trout in the sea and they largely leave them alone in the river. So this kind of piqued me interest. So I took it from there and I started fishing, you know, instead of the nine weight rod and the big flies, I was fishing a seven weight rod and much, much smaller flies. And with almost instant success, yeah. And so when was this and where was this? When, uh, probably, initially I started it, probably 15 years ago now, um, and uh, along the shores of Carlingford Lock, primarily. Um, I've since wandered further south into Dundalk Bay and all along there. Um, but Carlingford Lock is really, it's a mecca for them. It, it, it seems to hold a lot of fish. The, the tidal run in and out. If you're familiar with the geography of Carlingford Lock, there's, it narrows at the mouth of it, so this creates a tidal run, and it's just a, it's just, it's almost like a funnel for bait fish, and it's just, a, it's just a magnet for them, you know. Um, so that's kind of where we 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 we've done a lot of it, you know. I'm fascinated by fascinated by this because, like you're saying, the the run is there, the fish were there, they'd be leaping and jumping, but nobody mm. really. To, to target them like lads would have been targeting them in the rivers no. like yeah initially no it it, it 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 was very quiet it was really only myself and maybe one or two other you know enthusiasts and we were we were trying this and there was a lot of spinning with with big toby lures and stuff like this but i i started trying the smaller flights and it was much more successful much more successful for sea why did nobody um, why did nobody though just to go back on it why did nobody kind of think to try and target them you know in terms of kind of the well, numbers being there and or just they hadn't figured out how to catch them was it yeah 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 um people were targeting people were were were, were spinning largely spinning almost almost exclusively spinning and they were getting an odd one but the, the thing if, if you if you know anyone who's done any spinning for Cedra, you, you you hook 10 fish you land one or two they're, they're notoriously hard to keep on on a spinner. Not as bad on the fly. You'd expect probably to land half of your fish on the fly. But they are difficult to land. But tell me this, Mick. When you're going, when you were initially there fishing with your bass uh, outfit, let's say the nine weight and the one O's and the yeah. two O's, did you, ever get yeah. a, did you ever get an accidental one then? I'll tell you what I got, Tom. I got lots of follows. I never actually right. got no. No, lots of follows, lots of plucks, right. and and I, and I don't know if you've done any bass fishing, but you you know you don't get too many plucks, you know. <laughs> yeah, you don't. No, no, no. Yeah. Whereas I, I I figured out, and I've seen these and, things leaping. And then when you were getting those follows, did you know these are sea trout? Oh yeah, you, you, I mean you've 
you've polarized on you and, and you're right you know it's it's gin clear out there a lot of the time um yeah. it's absolutely it's actually stunning how clear the water is you know um and you, you can see these things you've polarized on you see these things coming in following the flies and What's so in terms of are you is it deep there? Like, are you literally just kind of in a foot or two of water? Is it kind of shallows? Give us describe the kind of topography there for us, me. Yeah, so the, the, the both the northern shoreline and the southern shoreline are both largely you, you could almost describe them, Dara, as flats. Yes, um, yes. You, I mean, you could wade 70, 80 meters from the shore and you're, 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 you're just up to your waist. And then at low tide, then it's it, you, you see where the drop off is, and the drop off goes on it's 20 or 30 feet. Um, but you know you're, you're you're staying well back from that. The sea trout come in and the bass are coming in, a for food and b for for sanctuary from the the the, the enormous number of seals that are in in Carnivore Lock and the Dog Bay. Um, that can have a detrimental effect on on the fishing. Um, you know, often I've gone out there and the sea trout are everywhere and they're leaping everywhere and you know and you're covering them, covering. They're just not taken because they're spooked by the seals. It, it's a, it, it's a real problem, yeah. And then in in the last couple of years, then we got two dolphins, which became almost like like fungi and dingle. It, it, it became resident in in the in the place. And if you do any research on dolphins, thirty kilos of fish a day. I've I've, I've read a lot actually. Just actually in the pages of the likes of trout and salmon in the UK in terms of the problem with seals. Yeah, and a lot of anglers give it. Is there anything that can be done in terms of trying to keep everybody happy from a conservation point of view, but also an angler point of view? Or are they completely protected? They're completely protected. Um, in, a, in a sense, like, you know, it's not the seal's fault. Their food source at sea has been overfished. So, mm. so they have to turn to an alternative food source. So now they're, they're in. Like I, in my lifetime, I've seen a dramatic increase in the amount of seals that's in. in Carnival Lock and Dundalk Bay. Can you actually say that yourself, Mick? In your own oh. in your own fishing span, there you've seen an increase. Yourself. Oh, massive! Yeah, massive! Yeah, Tom. Yeah, they come within a few yards of you, Darren. Yeah. They're not too much fishing. You... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those size one is way too big. Way too big, Mick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. yeah, yeah. That's. I've often... got a lot of followers. I've often seen them, and they could be 150 yards out, and you arrive to start fishing. And the, the dive and the appeal ten yards out. <laughs> they come to investigate you to see what you're doing. Oh Jesus, God. it's so, crazy! It's absolutely and, crazy. And is it? It is a problem. You think in terms of them cleaning? It is up? a problem, and it, it is. It has been detrimental to the, to the sea trout fishing. Uh, definitely, yeah, yeah. And actually, make is it primarily sea trout they're in after, or part of the I, I, I think they're equal opportunities, Tom. I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say it's whatever they can catch. Now, I imagine, a, you know, if, if they get bass, the, the bass are a lot slower than, than the sea trout. And, I, I, I'm, you know, I would assume they're easier to catch, you know. Mm. There's vast shoals of mullet out there as well. Vast shoals of mullet. Well, I was going to say, yeah, because the conditions, I've done a bit of mullet down here um, on um, off Dungarvan, along the Copper Coast, yeah. Mick, and... Um, I know it, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds a lot like what you're saying in terms of the fishing I do, that like where it's kind of the flats um, and, you know, you can wade out for a bit. Um, yeah. And the, it's like, you know, we talk about the mullet being a fish of a thousand casts, but the sea trout is just as much like, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but the, the, the sea trout are, look, they're more obliging than the mullet mm. um, right. if you can find them. But sea trout have, you know, they're, they're, 
I won't say they're easy to find, but you know when you found them because the leap, the leap in salt water. So is that what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Jeez, that makes it easier. Yeah. So it does. Yeah, well, kind of easy. have a go at it, Darren. Tell me it's easy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there you are. That's it. That I didn't say you could catch them. Now I said you could, <laughs> <laughs> at least you could target them that way. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're they're generally you now. We we'd have an unwritten rule of if, if we're fishing a, a stretch of beach or wherever we're fishing, if, if if within a half an hour, maybe even twenty minutes, we haven't seen a sea trout, we move on. So you, that's, uh, that's generally your time scale: twenty minutes, half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just now, obviously like just walking the coast, then you're just look trekking along, like yeah, yeah, sort of. We we have we we've got to know our local local mm. area really well, and you'd kind of know at the stage of the tide. Well, we'll go to this spot, or we'll go to that spot, or you, you, but you learn this through experience, you know. Like I mean, the same rules apply to anywhere. Like there's certain things to look out for. Headlands, they love headlands because generally on the ebb tide. If there's a headland on the ebb tide, it's going to create a little bit of a tidal run. And you'll often find sea trout on, on, on the side of that. Somewhere where rock meets sand, another likely spot. Um, little streams running across the beach, another likely spot. You, you, but you, you, you get to learn these after several years of, you know, <laughs> investigation. I come here then, like, how much did you learn from what you could garner from what they do in Denmark, then mm. I, I, a little Tom, I, I, I learned, um, I, a lot of what I learned, I, I learned it myself. Yeah. I, the, the, the YouTube stuff and and the and the reading and it, it just kind of put me on the right track, you know. Um, like in in Denmark the, and Sweden particularly, they use they use quite big flies. Like they could use five or six inch flat wings, stuff like that. They, they don't work here. For sea trout, I don't find them to work. Um, you know, the small flies, size six, size eight, size ten, sometimes. Wow, that's what that's what we're using. Yeah, a friend of mine, uh, he he would use size twelve nymphs, size twelve hairs ear nymphs. That's nice. what he, he would use them in the in the summertime. Um, you know, but one thing I did learn from the from the Danish stuff is you, you can use any color you want once it's pink. <laughs> seriously pink pink's yeah. super important yeah they love pink they absolutely yeah. love pink there's a danish fly called the, the i'm not going to attempt the danish pronunciation it's but it's called the pink pig it's paddy grissom i think it's something like that and it's just pink it's just tied with spay hackles and it's quite big but i i i kind of shortened it down to where, where i'm using craft for and, and and cdc pink cdc and and, and slf dubbings and stuff like this and um, just to make a much smaller version and it's absolutely lethal it's a lethal fly and um, another thing that's super important in the flies is fluorescence they love fluorescence absolutely love fluorescence so glow brights things like that glow brights tom just any you know if you're using bucktail fluorescence you know all right fluorescent white and yeah. um, you know uh, Fluorescent and all fluorescent white flies. Superb. My my friend Tom met Philip McGinnis. Philip Philip uses yeah. an all white craft for a minnow. That's every time we go for sea trout. That's what Philip ties on. White white is another great color. Um, but I would always have a pink fly on always. How many do you fish? Actually, mm. as a matter of interest. No, <laughs> huh? I've lost several really, really, really good fish through having a drop up. 
um, it, it would depend where I'm fishing. If I'm fishing over the rough ground, I don't. I go with one, Tom. If 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 it's sort of mixed ground or clean ground, I'd fish two. No more than that. You're only you're only asking for trouble, you know, because you're going to have to bring this fish in over the bladder rack and over the kelp and stuff like this, and you're only asking for trouble, you know. Yeah, it's not worth risking it. No, no. Um, well, maybe talk us through the rest of the setup then, um, Mick. So, what is it? Seven weight? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's as basic as you can get, uh, Dara. It's uh, seven. I use a nine foot six seven weight. You can use a ten foot, no problem. Floating line, intermediate, midge tip, any any of that kind of line. They're not. They're not in terms of tippet. They're not. They're not that shy. You know, you can use your point two two or point two up to point two six. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they're not line shy. They're really not. Like it makes no odds. Um. Yeah, again, as I said, the, the flies are size between size six and size ten. As I said, just the, the pink and and everything else, you know. Um, one thing that's super important, absolutely, I, I'd invest in it is a, a line tray. Yes. The yeah, absolutely super important. Yeah, yeah, you game changer as well, Dara. Yeah, yeah. When you've been out, yeah, yeah, because I haven't done any uh, beach, well, a lot of beach fishing or anything, but I know when you were talking about it, Dara, and other lads have been talking to. They will say, "Yeah, you've got to have a tray." Oh, you just your head to be melted like otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I I do a lot of pike fly fishing as well, um, even in the boat, and I'd always have the line tray for that as well, you know. So tell us, Mick, um, in terms of, are you looking for like um, the kind of uh, spring tides, or what's the kind of conditions you're looking for? Is like, is it related to that, or spring tides can be very good be, be, because they can they can give you longer on mm-hmm. on certain marks. Um, and obviously, you have a stronger tidal push. Um, it's it's absolutely look. I I don't I can't speak for the rest of the East Coast, but I know where I fish. We could arrive maybe an hour or an hour and a half before high water, and the place is dead. There's nothing. Come the ebb, it comes alive. Sea trout in 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 my area certainly love the ebb. Okay. They just come alive. Yeah, they just come alive on the ebb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you could be there uh, the whole flood, not see a sea trout, and then it, 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 you know, you have slack water, and then it starts to ebb out, and the sea trout switch on. I don't know why that is. Is that the case in other places when they're sea trout fishing, or are in other places are they fishing on the flood? I'm, I'm sure the stuff I've read, Tom. I don't, I don't. To be honest, I don't really travel for sea trout fishing. If, I, if I'm if I'm traveling to the west, I'm traveling to the south and bass fishing. Um, yeah. you know, so I, I don't, I don't do it anywhere else. Yeah, you know, I um, it, there's a, there's a culture of it in Donegal, um, the Aran Estuary and stuff like that. Um, I think that's done all around the tide, all stages of the tide. Um, Grand, you know, um, but but I find the, the ebb is is definitely the the, the the when they really switch on. You know, they start leaping at the ebb and everything. Like it's just I don't know, I don't know why it is. In terms of time of year, when do you target them? Your normal fishing season, really, from from March right through, depending on the, if the weather holds to September. Um, I find May excellent, uh, which you know you're doing other things in May, as you know how no doubt. May is excellent. June is 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 really. I've had some great. Once the May flies over, you know, I'd be heading it for sea trout, and June can be really really good. Uh, I, I know, in in again going back to Denmark, they, they'd be you know. February, March, April is their key months. Not so much with us. It, it can be very hard to get a fish early on. Hmm. But we obviously don't fish until the first of March anyway, because that's the that's the legal season, you know. 
Yeah, like so I want to ask sea trout and the salt. How does yeah. that work in terms of the season? Yeah. 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 Like in terms of well, it's the game efficiencies. So um, technically, even though you're in the salt, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's a bit. It's a bit of a sticky issue. Look, mm. to, to fish Carlingford Lock in particular, right? You need the, the Locks Agency license, and it stay, it states on the license first of March to the I think it's the thirty first of October. I wouldn't want to be out before the first of March. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway, added in the sea, up to your whatever you know. Uh, no thanks. So yeah, it, it, it's never really an issue for me. I think if you're going further south, it's still you know you still need the salmon license. You still need the state salmon license if you're if you're fishing outside of Carlingford Lock, and it, it, that's the game fishing season. Also, they, they don't really. It is different in Scandinavia that they fish all winter for them. You know, you think of the salt, and you would be thinking, "I sure it's grand, like you know." It's a bit of a grey area. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd actually like you should, if, if you have somebody from IFI on here, you should ask them to clarify it. It is a grey area. It is a grey area because you can fish in the sea all year. You know, you're fishing for bass. You're fishing for yeah. pollock. You can fish in the sea. They can't act. But, you know, if you see someone near an estuary with a seven-weight rod and a pink shrimp, he's sea trout fishing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm going to look it up there. So... You have your certain points and everything, but you have said you said earlier on that you can see them sometimes following them. Do you actually can you actually spot fish beforehand in the clear water? Can you sight fish? Yeah, that's what I mean. Rarely, it it just it it doesn't happen, Tom. Um, no. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, if you see a fish jumping, yeah. you know, he, he, he they tend to go around in groups of the same size class. You know, so if you see a three pound fish jumping. And you cover him, he could have five or six other three pound fish underneath him. You know, it may, it may not necessarily be the one that, that jumped. jumped. Yeah, but it gives you an indication of where they are. The smaller fish will go around the much bigger groups. So if you if you hit into a fish from a quarter of a pound up to a pound and a quarter, you could have great spot because there could be a hundred of them in front of you. Right, yeah. The, the, the shoals or groups or whatever you want to call them get much, much smaller as the fish get bigger as the fish get bigger yeah yeah and tell me this mick when they switch on is it a case of just casting into them and you have a good chance you would think wouldn't you <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm living in hope here like <laughs> no make it, I, easy, I wish Nick, it make it easy encourages <laughs> I, I wish it was Dara no it, it, it's not it's not they're, they're a, a friend of, mutual friend of myself and Tom's Deck on and Deck has a word for sea trout which I can't repeat in this forum but um, yeah, yeah they, they, they could be in front of you and they could be leaping and jumping and and you're casting a fly and you're getting a pull every cast and you can't make one stick. That's that's quite regular. Um, and then there's other days where, you know, you see two fish jump, you cover them and you get them. Yeah. They're 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 just an enigma. You know, they're they're but that's half the that's half the appeal, you know, I think. It's, it's very like mullet actually in that sense. Again, I keep bringing it back yeah, to my they're experience. Not, they're not quite as severe as mullet, oh, Dara, Jesus but God. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah, tearing my hair out. Be. I've been telling yeah, I've been tearing my hair out trying to catch one. Like, yeah, 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 yeah I used yeah. to have a big head of curls. 
<laughs> As you can see, I don't bother mother fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or sea trout. Or sea trout, yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Come here, just actually on the season, I'm just on the um, uh, Fishing in Ireland website. Uh, they're saying some yeah. areas the season opens as early as January 1st. And the fishing can yeah, depending on location. When fishing in a river estuary, then the close season for that river will apply. When fishing coastal areas, you must check what river catchment you're in, as the open close season exactly, for yeah. some rivers is yeah. defined by the district or catchment. So they're saying, you know, yeah. like, but all along the all along the east coast, Dara, yeah. as far as I'm aware, is, is any maybe with the exception of the Slaney. Does the Slaney open for spring salmon? I think of, yeah, yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, a bit yeah. earlier, bit earlier. Be, yeah, yeah. Um, but generally, my the rivers that, that I'm they, they are the first of March. So yeah. yeah, yeah, and and as it says as well, uh, yeah, you need a state license for salmon and sea trout. Yeah. So yeah, so that's yeah. that clears that one up. Thank you for that. Yeah, um, Vic, tell us what kind of size of fish. Wow, um, I I I, <laughs> I don't want to get carried away here, but I've I've seen absolutely enormous fish, enormous double figures. Nice. Um, a friend of mine, Philip, uh, who I mentioned earlier, his his they, they had a had a, a boat back in the seventies netting for salmon, and they netted a sixteen pound sea trout. Monster! Yeah, like they, they, were, they were netting them legally back then, you know, um, sixteen pound sea trout. I've hooked them double figures. My biggest has been seven pounds. Um, What's the fight I, like? I, in- I put, incredible! Incredible! Yeah. 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 Much stronger than in 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 freshwater. I I I don't know why. Um, incredible fight. Yeah, the, like the first thing to do is run. The second thing to do is jump. You know, it's and it's you, you know you're fighting these massive fish in two foot of water, three foot of water. Yeah. So they can only do one thing, and that's <laughs> run. And you're, yeah. and you're not in a boat. You have to stand and fight them. You know, it's it's uh, it's incredible. It really is. It really is. It's it's tough fishing. It's challenging fishing. But the rewards are there, and the rewards are spectacular, you know. Speaking of size of fish, because uh, part of the reason we wanted to chat to you was um, that there was reports of, like, good sea trap being caught on the East Coast um, during the mm. season. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Is yeah. it? Yeah, tell me, have you heard good stories of good fish being caught? And is it because, do you think, more people are targeting it, or are the runs getting better? There's a few things going on there, Dara. I, 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 I think more people are doing it, certainly. Um, we We touched on it earlier on about the YouTube and, and, and internet and stuff. So people are going out and they're trying it. it. Also, social media has a big part to play here. Mm. These fish are possibly always been caught and we didn't know. Sure. <laughs> you know, so so yeah. people are now, you know, Facebook anglers, they're, 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 I do it myself, you know, you catch a fish, you put it on Facebook, all of a sudden everybody knows about it, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they are and, and there's more, you People are becoming more aware of the flies to use and 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 various different things, you know. Um, like where I fish, it's funny. Like um, at Greenore Point is, you know, it's 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 a point that juts out into very deep water, and people fish there for mackerel. And every year, almost every year, somebody catches a lump of the sea trout on a mackerel feather. You know, <laughs> it happens. It happens almost every year. You know. You know, you always hear, oh, there was a salmon caught, but there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah, but they're, 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 they are there. They, they, they are there. I mean, um, I had one particular session where uh, 
and my friend Philip hooked into a fish and he's playing it and playing it and, and I'm out in the water and I, I can see I can see this fish. This fish is eight pounds, nine pounds. This is a fish of a lifetime, you know, and we're playing and just as he's just about to net it, the hook came out, you know. <sighs> so we we were disappointed anyway. We waded back out. I took a cast, bang. I hit one as well. Couldn't do anything with him. It was possibly bigger. It was possibly twelve pounds. You know, I, as I mentioned to you, Dara, across the across the lock in um, in the Whitewater in, in Greencastle, um, the lads had a hatchery there, and they were they were stripping the big fish, which it left the the the, the fry going back into into sea or the smolts going back into sea, which is genetically predisposed to being big. You know, so that was. That's possibly why we're yeah. seeing so many big, big fish. You know, you know, we used to think that they didn't venture too far from yeah, the coast. Apparently, yeah, that's been disproven recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, those fish that ran our river were were, um, were were tested DNA, and and they came from the Towie and Taffy in, in Wales, oh and they, they were feeding. In, they were feeding over in Carlingford Lock. You know, <laughs> but then heading back to spawn. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I think the I think the one or more than, you know, I they're they're, they're very random. You know, I I don't think that well. I I know they don't they don't necessarily run the river they were born in. Yeah, not like salmon. Um, yeah. No, I mean we we've a river here, um, the, the River Fane, and years ago it was a fantastic run of sea trips, and they've just stopped. They've stopped running the the, the Fane. Um, but the, we've. The other river, the River Castletown, still gets a great run of sea trip. And it so flows what? to four housing estates. It's, it's, it's bonkers, you know. That's amazing. So I was going to ask you, actually, because the, uh, the fish, the sea trout in Carningford Lock, what river do you reckon they're running at? The Whitewater, a lot of them. They're, uh, you think they're, they're running the Whitewater, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would say. But, I mean, just, just around the corner, there's, there's little rivers... Um, Along the Cooley Peninsula, Tom, uh, which have sea trout, you know, which which sea trout do run them. Um, yeah. There's one little river in particular I know was quite famous for for huge sea trout, big sea trout, right. running this little river, this small little river, you know. Um, our own river, of course, in, in the, the, the Castletown River, and the, the, the Fane still gets some sea trout, but not. Yeah. Not the not the amount they used to, you know. You mentioned housing estate, and that was going to be my next question. Mick is with the development, obviously on the east coast, you know, mm. more so than anywhere else in the country. Um, yeah, like the what kind of detrimental effect has it seen? Have you seen? That's the fun. None, none really. Not not in in terms of what's running the rivers. Yeah. Um, no, the, the 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 river Castletown still has a fabulous run of sea trout. It's amazing. Where does the castle town run in, Mick? It runs in in Dundalk. In in the in the if you were heading north, Tom, you cross the river there in Dundalk. That's the oh, river. Oh, that's the castle town. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. Is it? A, I don't know it. Is it big river, or small river? No, not really. Small river. Small. Small enough river. Yeah. Amazing. Like, and it's amazing how they haven't been affected. Like, isn't it? Like. Yeah. Well, I well, like I can't say they haven't been affected. Yeah, but, but the, the river's still getting a great run, Dara. You know. Actually, what about the the Boyne there? Because I'm often up there. Uh, my sister lives in yeah. Light Town, and I'm often up at the. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. What's you call the Mornington, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Famous for bass. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, like, would you ever get sea yeah. trout up there? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywhere, like I suppose that's the thing about it, isn't it? You could just, like you said, if you had the river rod or whatever you've got set up, 
And if you're living up near the East Coast, target any of those kind of uh, the mouths of those rivers. And Yeah, I mean, uh, fish a size, say something like a size six surf candy or, or a size six clouse or a pink and white clouse or something like that. You'll pick up bass and sea trout. You know, there are there are hybrid flies that will, will, will catch both of them. Now, I know you, you could put a bass fly in the point and, and fish fish a smaller fly on the dropper, but it doesn't seem to work. I don't know why. Do you ever get interested then, Mick? I know you have, as you said, you've done Dock Bay, you've caroling for your above it, like you obviously have plenty there. But do you ever get the, the, the bit of a notion maybe to head further south? If I go south, Tom, I, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm missing a trick, but when I, if I go get south, nose, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. No, no, I, I love Wexford, for instance. I, I Waterford's beautiful as well. And, yeah. um, I, I, I would imagine. I know from selling flies and that that I, I, Wicklow. A lot of people would 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 be fishing for sea trout in Wicklow and the beaches of Wicklow. Right. Um. You know. Um. So obviously they're there. You know. Uh, if the if the if the conditions are right, I mean, there's no reason they wouldn't be all around the coast. Huh? Yeah, and have you have you ever gone north? Did you ever try Strangford? Uh, no, I often meant it. I think Strangford, Strangford and Carlingford are, are very similar, very yeah, very I similar. Stra- Strangford is meant to have some good spots in it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but it's it's Strangford looks a bit bigger, and you, you yeah. don't know the you don't know the locality, you don't know the area. You know, um, so we kind of stick. Stick yeah, it's very easy. Look, and I, I, I know myself. It's always easier to stick to places you know. Do you know? Yeah. You know, because yeah, yeah. you've you've put the time into them. Yeah, exactly. Because I think, especially with the salt, yeah, like yeah. you really have to know it, don't you? Like to to get yeah, the most out it's, of it. Like. It's look, Dara. It's, it's it's wild. It's wild fish. You know, like mm. Tom. You know more than anyone on, on Carib. You know, it's how easy wild fishing yeah. is. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But everything can look right, and you just get your ass kicked, you know. Yeah, it's it's just wild fish. That's just it, you know. I think the the west west coast would probably have more sea trout than we do. We've we've bigger, and um, that's that's I think that's, that's a well established fact. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I go to I go to Dunlow and Donegal every year, and um, fishing in the lakes for sea trout, and it's brilliant fun. But they're they're small, you know. Like we're we're leaving we're leaving our we're leaving our own river to go and fish for the but it's 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 just the variety and it's different. Yeah, it's a know? different type of fishing, and you know yeah. what you're letting yourself in for, and it's still yeah. good fun. It's great fun, Tom. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's funny. It's like what we said before. If you got a fish a pound and a half or two pounds and done low, like you'd be over the you know that's a great fish, and you know oh great you, fish. Yeah, you're in Dundalk Bay. You get one t- two pounds. You won't even look at it twice for it. No. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> no! It's funny, yeah. It's all, yeah, yeah. You manage your expectations, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Nighttime fishing has that been done much for? Them? Yeah, it's, well, the river fishing is almost exclusively nighttime. Yes, um, of course, yeah, yeah. And is actually is there much, much actually just on that? Is there much sea trout river fishing done? Because you always hear about whales, you don't really hear a massive amount. Very, yeah, it's very the, the, the particularly the the, the Castletown River that I mentioned. It's very popular on, on Castletown River. Okay, a little bit too popular, maybe you know. It's um, <laughs> can be hard, can be hard to get in, get get your spot. I don't do it anymore, to be honest. Uh, combat fishing, the, yeah. Combat fishing, Tom. Yeah, yeah. and the, yeah. you know when the kids came along, and getting home at half two in the morning, it's it's yeah. tough going, you know. What about yeah. nighttime on the on the coast? Have you ever tried that? I have with mixed success. We it's not as good as you might think it would yeah. be. You know? 
um, generally, in the, you, you know, if you're going to do that, you're going to do it in the summer, and it's just bass. You're just getting bass. Bass really switch on at night. Um, never really found the sea trout to do it. Dusk can be a great time for sea trout, but then I love once that. I, I love that. Make that sounds lovely. That's ah, just bass. <laughs> No, but that's what bloody about double that? figure bass <laughs> <laughs> jumping onto my flies. Ah, you know. Uh, no, but what I'm saying is, you just it, it, the bass tend to be prevalent once it gets dark. Yeah, you know, and uh, certainly on the coast. I know there is a there is a culture of it in again in in, in Scandinavia of fishing at night for sea trout um, mm. in the sea, but no, not it's Are not something. To, they, would, would you reckon that tide is more important than light? Then, yeah. Yeah, definitely, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wind direction, wind direction is is huge, absolutely huge. Oh, right. If you, yeah, yeah, massive. If you've an east, if you've an easterly wind, stay in bed. I mean, are you serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's there's a number of things going on there, Tom. You know, you're going to have if it's a strong wind, you're going to float in weed, which puts pay to it. Um, right. An east wind turns up the east coast. Um, simple as that. The northwesterly so is, yeah. The water is dirtier yeah, on a on the yeah, east wind. Yeah, Mark yeah. Water dirtier. You know, you've you've floating weed, which means you're you're cleaning your flies every cast. It's just frustrating fishing, you know. But they also, even if you have a gentle easterly wind, it tends to drop the temperature a couple of degrees, and and they just switch off, Tom. That is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's incredible. It's, yeah. Just something about that yeah. east wind. Yeah, they don't like it. I know it's it's important in the lake as well, but it, it's it, it is. Yeah, I remember. And now, funny, I, I wasn't fly fishing, but I remember once chatting to John Britton, who was a charter boat out of Cleggan. Yeah, and you know, it just goes out, you know, for all the sea fish, pollock, and all that cod and a bit of that. I remember saying to him once because, like, he goes out from Cleggan, and see, that's that's the Atlantic. It's kind of rough and choppy, and we were saying to him one day, "You must love when it's an east wind because it's you know good and sheltered for you." And he just went, "No, yeah. says." The fish just turn off. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, I, I, as you know, Tom, I fish Loch Sheelan, and an east yeah. wind in Sheelan can be very, very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. It's funny. I don't know, but it, yeah, an east wind for for Carlingford Loch now, a, a northwest wind is is just perfect. Yeah, perfect. And it, it, it's I. I'm not a fan. I know some people do. I'm not a fan of flat cams either. Right. I, I do like I do like a wave and a, and a, and a riffle, almost like the lake, you know. Um, it gives you it gives you a bit of an edge. I think it gives you a yeah. bit of an advantage. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. Would you yeah. Would you say like in flat cam, in let's say on the in the salt water that they can be a bit edgier? Harder yeah, to catch definitely. Yeah, the, it's it's also harder to get harder to approach them. And we don't have as much of a, a, a name for it, I suppose, as a destination in terms of sea trout anglers, like. Would you expect more Danish anglers to want to come over and try their hand at it? It's not something we're pushing, is it? Sure, it's not. It's 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 a different ball game. I mean, they, they release tens of thousands of of basically stockies into the sea in in, in Denmark. Really? Yeah, yeah, they do. yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. And they, they obviously, went, yeah, yeah, the two Tom, yeah, and um, <laughs> obviously, uh, when they're put into the sea, they they, they gain condition. Very quickly because it's it's the sea so fertile, you know. There's loads of food for them, you know. Um, and these you wouldn't, you'd never know that they're stockies, but they, they are, you know. I'm not saying all oh. of them, but, 
quite a, quite yeah. a few of them. Yeah, yeah. And and do you know what size roughly they're stocking mm. them in at? I don't. I don't, Tom. No, I. I, I there, there's hatcheries, and it's 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 a real um, it's a real industry almost over yeah. there. You know, it's a, des- wow. a destination. The island of yeah, Funan. Yeah. So tell us this, Mick. Are you? Do you primarily now during the 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 game season for you? Do you primarily um, target sea trout, or do you uh, obviously no, you do a bit of mayfish? No, tell I, us a bit. Fish for everything. Really, I fish for everything. Everything, Gary. Yeah, yeah, everything. So where did um, it, where did it all start for you? I, where did it all start? I mean, I lived quite close to the Castletown River growing up. Um, so you, you'd be you'd be knocking around there, you know, all little boys, and you know the 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 length of line on a stick and catching eels with worms and stuff like that. It just, it just, my, I, my dad didn't fish or anything like that. I just took a notion one day myself and, uh, that's where I started. Yeah. But was it like rivers, salts? You were just, where did you, like, when did you kind of progress? You started on the rivers. Um, certainly I, I still love the river fishing, you know, I still love fishing for, for, for brown trout in the river and um, sea trout, obviously in the river. And um, I, I was an adult really when I started again bass fishing and then that led on to the sea trout fishing you know and i'm just interested what led you from the river to bass and the salt i just i just love fishing i yeah. I, I just love fishing um any species absolutely any i love i love my pike fishing love me fly fishing for pike um bass i love bass fishing uh, bass on the fly is spectacular you know when, when it's right it's just amazing and would um, you still do much bass on the fly ah yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah very often, I very often in the summer months, I you know you you bring you bring two outfits mm. or you know a good a good seven weight rod will tame any bass really you know. And fly tying is also a big part of it for you as well. Have you? Ah, yeah, definitely. I'm probably probably what I'm best known for. You yeah, know? I, absolutely. Yeah, I do a lot of fly tying. Um, and in terms of like, have you found yourself kind of innovating, coming up with flies that you've tweaked that you've kind of made your own? Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. You know, the the sea trout stuff. Most of the sea trout stuff I use. You know, you might take inspiration from other places, and but yeah, I, I would have tweaked it to my own um, stuff. You know, I come up with stuff for for the lakes for trout as well, and um, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I love. I don't just sit down and tie patterns from books. No, I yeah. definitely put my own twist on them. You know. What about salmon? No, never. It never bit me. No, I. Well, that's the end of the. <laughs> 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 moving, I, moving swiftly along. Moving. No, I've done a bit of it. I've done a bit of it. It, it, it just, it, no, it doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. No, well, I have nothing more to say there. So, <laughs> uh, I just, I, I want to throw in my two bit there. I've used plenty of mixed flies, and they, they're deadly. I'll say that much. Yeah. I've mixed them very good to me now with flies now down throughout the years, and yeah, yeah, definitely got it. I'll say that for you, make some deadly, deadly patterns there. Um, no, you're not yeah. bad yourself. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, but got to spread it around. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no. Um, really, have you your next attire? Like, have been for years, and as you say, a lot of that's a lot of guys know you, and you go, oh, geez, that's that's one of my Shane's patterns. Thanks, Tom. Great yeah. to hear that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you um tight order, Mick, or no, not not anymore. I I I used to. And then I, I had to get a I had to grow up and get a real job. So <laughs> I don't I don't really I don't really have time anymore. I still tie a few selections every so often and I sell them, you know. So are you gonna just uh you kicking your heels until kinda March comes and then you'll No I, I Oh you do the bike. bike, yeah. Where you do where are you yeah, doing the bike? Yeah, yeah. 
everywhere. I, I have I, I cheat a bit with the pike. I go to trout waters. I love I love the trout waters. You get some some magnificent fish in the trout waters. Now they're, they're probably when I say trout waters, I mean stocked stocked fisheries. You know, there's a lot of them in you know the kind of the 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 Cavan Monaghan Armagh area, which isn't too far from here. Um, right. Some some fabulous fishing in them. You know, it really is. It's 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 stunning, and and the 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 fly is by far the most effective method to get them. And then for the sea trout, would you maybe when the conditions start getting milder, kind of April, May, is that when you'd start to look to kind of? Oh, generally we'd be we'd be out in March. You'd, oh, really? Would be, yeah, there's a couple of us who are who are real enthusiastic, you know, and we convince ourselves that it'll be it'll be good in March, and we we'll go out in March and we'll we'll get mild hypothermia and maybe a fish or two. It's another one to 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 check out. Um, well, I yeah. tell you, I know what's going to happen. The next time you're visiting your sister, she's going to wonder why you're gone walking all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, it's fabulous coast. The beaches, yeah, the length it, of the beaches, yeah. and my God, it's, yeah. yeah, it is. It's it's stunning coast. Like it really it's, is. It's 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 not ideal for fly fishing, and mm. um, for for bass anyway, it's, it's loads of bass there, but it's not ideal for fishing because you're not really covering the ground. You know, you need to you need to seek out the rough ground. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, look, I'll speak to you again about that, but uh, yeah, there's there's areas not too far from you. Yeah, listen, could stay talking for for ages, make but um, wrap up soon. But before we do, uh, as we've told you already, so we've warned you, but uh, we want to ask you what your most memorable fish on the fly has been. Yeah, I thought about this one, lads. Um, I, I, I couldn't pick one. I've picked three. <laughs> <laughs> Greedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a, a five-pound sea trout. Um, wasn't my biggest fish, but it was certainly my most memorable. It was just the condition of it. It was like a silver rugby ball. It fought and fought and fought and fought. A friend of mine, Matt Campbell, Matt went to net the fish and yeah. the fish ran through his legs and he had a try and get over the line. It was just chaos for 20 minutes. It was just incredible, incredible, incredible fish. And um, you landed it. I landed it, yeah, yeah. And the other one was, an, I, I had a nine pound bass, which was, mm. yeah, that was on a, on a, on a, on a <laughs> almost on a dry flight, on a gurgler. Um, I seen him, I seen him moving up the coast and I cast into his path and I twitched it once and he just inhaled it. It was, it was an incredible sight. He took it like a trout rolling over a sedge. It was just, it was incredible. <laughs> And uh, I have three thirty pound plus pike on fly as well. So, oh right, no, yeah, they are they were memorable. Now, yeah, I got one of them last year. Actually, that was a stunning fish. Yeah, Jeez, we should have done the pike and the fly episode with you, uh, Mick as uh, well. I leave that to I leave that to Stuart Wiley. <laughs> Stuart's the <laughs> thirty thirty pounder. My God, that's some. Yeah, that's some yeah they're, they're, until you see them, until you see them in the boat, it's just mm. blow your mind, you know. From sea trout to everything else in between, I tell you, fair play to you, you're some all around anger um, in terms of, and I suppose look where you are, you've great choice of um, waters yeah, there. Yeah, we do, well. we've great choice there, yeah, absolutely, we do, we do it all, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. yeah, we're lucky, we're not too far from anything, you know. Yeah, well, I'll bring the yeah. fire rod next time, you never know. Absolutely. Yeah, Mick, Mick, thanks a million for joining us, and um, no problem, lads. Thanks lines for, for 2024. Me. You too, take care. Our thanks to Mick McShane for joining us on the show. Don't forget to rate, review and follow the Ireland on the Fly podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Plus you can keep up to date on irelandonthefly.com as well as on Instagram and myself and Tom will be back with another episode about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland.